What's up, y'all? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. Mike and Virginia Chevalier are not only diehard Broncos fans, they're also proud CSU alums and longtime DNVR members. They're a husband-wife team with over 15 years of financial service experience. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all of your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. Since your home is likely to be one of your largest assets and your mortgage to be your largest debt, they believe it's vital to consider your full financial picture when purchasing a home. This includes considering your short-term and long-term planning goals, your investments, and your tax situation. Mike and Virginia will work tirelessly to find the best loan for your situation. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com. Enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat when you do. More importantly, get set up with a free consultation and discuss all of your options. Guys, I'm telling you, if you're wondering if the rates are as good as you're hearing, you need to call them. These are some incredible rates. Mike and Virginia are there to make refinance, make the entire process as simple as possible, but they know that it's not for everyone. They're going to run a quick analysis and honestly let you know whether refinancing might be the right option for you. Visit dnvrmortgage.com. That's dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Are you ready for some football? I, for one, am ready for some football. Indeed, the schedule is finally out. It's set three weeks from now. It is about to go down. We're going to be doing an instant reaction. The Mountain West released the schedule. It is Thursday, October 1st. It's about three in the afternoon when I started recording this. Got a big Broncos game, Denver Broncos game tonight, Thursday night football. Two 0-3 teams, a real barn burner. Another example of conflicting feelings. There's, there's a lot of conflicting feelings with, with football along the front range right now. And what I mean by that is, you know, obviously, quite a few CSU fans are, are rooting for Colin Hill, Mike Bobo, and Adam Prentice, Joe Cox. I, I don't know why I named all of them. I could have just said the, the CSU guys that are, you know, at South Carolina now. But, you know, some people, they're not. And I will say uh, some of the responses that I got were kind of lame. I think if you're trying to use the fact that Colin didn't win an FBS game against him as, as some type of proof that he's not talented or is, is somehow undeserving of CSU Ram fans' attention and loyalty, that's pretty lame in my opinion. I think it's kind of shallow. But, you know, at the same time, I will say I understand the fact that, you know, some people just when you're not a Ram anymore, you're just, you know, the allegiance is gone. And, you know, that that's just how sports are for some people. And I'm not necessarily here to tell you that you're wrong. I, I disagree with that stance. I don't, that's not how I operate. Uh, it's more just about, you know, what your reasoning is. You know, why is, is the reason that you're not rooting for them simply because, you know, they're not a Ram anymore? Maybe that's fair, but are you openly rooting against them? That that seems a little bit too far. Or, you know, are you rooting against them because of something petty? You know, that that just that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And, you know, an, an example that I can point to is, you know, Brett Rippon with the Denver Broncos. I know CSU fans that are NFL fans of, you know, all kinds of teams, the Browns, the Buccaneers, 
the Raiders, the Chargers, the Broncos, all over the place, the Vikings, you know, Cowboys, Packers, all over, you know, there's CSU alumni from all around the country. So naturally there's CSU fans that are fans of various NFL teams from around the country. I would say, you know, most of the locals tend to lean Broncos fans. So, you know, it it just kind of gets interesting where you have a guy like Brett Rippon, who, you know, let's face it, he basically kicked CSU's ass up and down the field for four straight years and was a guy that, you know, Ram fans really disliked, were really frustrated by, and now he's the starting quarterback for your favorite NFL team. And, you know, what are you supposed to do? Are you supposed to put... Are you supposed to put all of that, you know, hatred that you had during his college days? Are you supposed to just ignore it now? You know, does it does it all go out the window when he becomes a a member of your favorite football team? Or, you know, do you still root against that player? Or I guess, you know, from a CSU perspective, a, an even better example might be, you know, Philip Lindsay. Are are you rooting against Philip Lindsay because he was a Colorado Buffalo? Or, you know, now that he's a Denver Bronco, does it does it not really matter anymore? Sports are conflicting, you know, they're complex. It's it's not always a, a super simple response. And it's it's just kind of interesting to me to see the different type of reasoning and, you know, see how fans handle this kind of stuff. Um ultimately though, specifically, I guess, with the with the South Carolina stuff in particular, I just I was a little bit disappointed at some of the responses that I got last weekend. Over, you know, overwhelmingly. The, the majority of, of CSU fans that were tweeting at me or, or you know, the tweets that I saw were, were very supportive, but there definitely were a few that were, you know, pretty, pretty petty. I don't know, just kind of not great responses in my humble opinion. Anywho, I appreciate you guys. Uh, I appreciate you guys listening to me ramble for a second, but obviously the, the main focus of this podcast today is just going to be talking about the Mountain West schedule and kind of given my instant reaction, my my you know thoughts for the season, what I think are some key moments, you know, what I think the big games are, all that fun stuff. If if you haven't seen it yet, go to the website and check out the schedule, dnvr.com. Go to the CSU page. I wrote about 600, 700 words just kind of breaking down. Some of this stuff already, that piece is free. You don't even have to be a subscriber to check it out. But, you know, it could be a nice little reference piece to have just, you know, kind of as I go down the line here with the games. All right, you know, starting things off, the Rams get to open the season up at home October 24th against the New Mexico Lobos. I like this. I like this for a couple of different reasons. One, you know, you get to you get to stay home. I think that's nice. You don't have to deal with travel for week one. It from a from a fan's perspective, it kind of sucks because at this moment in time, it doesn't really look like there's going to be fans in the stands. Who knows if there will be fans at any point this season? But you get to start the season off with a home game against, you know, a winnable opponent. I I expect that the Lobos will probably have a different identity. You know they're going to be hungry. I mean, they've lost 10 straight to CSU, for God's sakes. That's unheard of at the FBS level to beat a conference opponent 10 years in a row. That's just, that's so dejecting. You know they're going to come in with a chip on their shoulder, so you got to be careful. You know, it's it's definitely a little bit of a trap game. You know, I think Rocky Long being their defensive coordinator, yeah, you know, Danny Gonzalez, new head coach. I just think there's probably going to be some energy there. Not, you know, really a game that that terrifies me, at least from CSU's perspective. 
I do think, you know, it's it's going to take a year or two for for those coaches to kind of overturn that roster. It's just been such a difficult stretch for New Mexico over the last five to six years. But uh, October 24th, starting off against the Lobos, trying to make it 11 straight. First time that CSU will play New Mexico in the season opener since 2011. In, uh, in that game, they went to Albuquerque, won 14-10. Chris Woke and Crockett Gilmore both scored in that. It was uh, mostly a defensive showdown, but I actually remember that game, funny enough. Anyways, main takeaways. It's, it's a winnable game, definitely a favorable matchup to start off the season. It's, you know, you don't have to start with a rivalry game. You don't have to start with one of the premier teams in the league. I like it. I think it's a nice way to start the season, especially given that it's at home. Week two, they're going to go to Fresno State for a Halloween matchup with the Bulldogs. Originally on Halloween, the Rams were supposed to host Wyoming, which would have been a lot of fun. A, a lot of fun. A Halloween night game against Wyoming. Damn, that would have been awesome. But, you know, Fresno, it's, it's not a bad trip. It's, it's another winnable game. You know, like I, like I said with New Mexico, it's an opponent that you have to respect. You have first-year coaching staffs in both of these because, you know, Tedford stepped down at Fresno State last year. You know, uh, this, this was supposed to be a home game, so kind of a bummer in that regard that you have to go there for a second straight year. Not the end of the world, though. It's, it's, you know, it's not like you're losing a home game against Wyoming or, or Air Force or Boise State or something like that. You're, you're losing a home game against Fresno State. That wouldn't have drawn a big crowd anyways. You know, the last time they came to Hughes Stadium, it was actually a, a shutout for CSU. So, you know, it kind of sucks in that regard. But moving on, November 7th, you've got the Border War. I like that it's earlier in the year rather than later. Just, you know, you never know in terms of COVID and exposure and all that type of stuff. But it gives me hope that it'll happen with, with you know, less problems just being earlier in the year. You still get to play it at home. That's big. We'll see you know, what time that is played. I, I'd imagine it'll still probably be a later kickoff. But given that it's early November, you know, they they could decide to do an afternoon kickoff just to make it a little bit warmer. You know, with, I, I just, I, I don't really know because if you don't have fans in the stands, do you worry as much about that type of stuff? Or are you really just trying to cater towards, you know, what is going to be the most lucrative or most, you know, viewable TV slate from the Mountain West perspective? going to be kind of interesting to see how they play all that out big test you know i i like that you don't have to play it super early in the year but i also like that it's not necessarily the last game of the season just because you know who knows what will happen at that point from a covid perspective but also just you know injuries it's it's been a weird year in the nfl with injuries hopefully we don't have a similar situation situation at the you know collegiate level but you never know after the wyoming game you travel to Boise State on November 14th. In my opinion, November is definitely the, the most difficult stretch for this you know, schedule. You only have two games in October, two games in December. But you know, just given that you have Wyoming to start it, then you have to travel to Boise State, then you got UNLV at home, and then at Air Force. So November is it's going to be a really, really big stretch in terms of you know, if the Rams are going to be competitive, if they're going to be in the mix, if they're going to be at the top, potentially, you know, in, for the, the the Mountain West Championship, you're going to have to have the highest conference winning percentage. And in, in order to do that, you know, you're going to have to be able to beat, you know, some of these premier teams. You're not just going to be able to 
beat the New Mexicos and UNLVs of the world. So November 14th at Boise State on the Smurf turf. Really, really big matchup for the Rams. Still trying to get their first ever victory over Boise State. They're 9-0 since, since joining the Mountain West back in 2011. It's a prove-it game. You know, that's really all there is to say about that matchup at this point. It's going to be a really deep Boise State team. They return Hank Bachmeyer, who's probably the best quarterback in the conference. They got a lot of speed in the secondary and the wide receivers. It's going to be a tough game. All right, I'll wrap up the, the season in just a second, but first, a word from our partners. Week three of football is in the books, and now is the time to review the tape and get ready for week four. There's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of week four, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you do not want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to turn $1 into $100 when they bet on any team. That's right, you can place a $1 bet on any team. If that team wins, you cash a cool Benjamin. How could you pass that up? Don't worry though. Football isn't for you. DraftKings is giving all basketball fans a 200% profit boost on any basketball market once you sign up. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Pick any team during week four, bet $1, and win $100 if they win. That's bet $1 to win $100, When you sign up using the promo code DNVR, that's right, sign up with the promo code DNVR and turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Profit boost terms and conditions and eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Cool, cool, cool. So after they get back from Boise State on November 14th, UNLV will play in Fort Collins for the second straight year. Now, this was this was probably the most significant bummer, in my opinion, in terms of what was supposed to be and what actually happened. The Rams were supposed to play the Rebels in Vegas at the Raiders new stadium. I was pretty stoked for it. I'm not going to lie. That was probably the game that I was most excited for on the entire schedule, just because, you know, I want to see that stadium. I always love experiencing new places. I was, and you know, I love Vegas. I'm not even going to lie about that. But part of me is also like, well, maybe it'll be better for everybody to get to experience it when they actually have fans in the stands. So maybe it's for the best. It's just unfortunate because with the way that the schedules are going to cycle, probably not going to get to have that game until 2023 or potentially 2024 as, you know, CSU is going to have to play Nevada and Hawaii and the other teams in the conference that they haven't played the last two years. So kind of a bummer, but definitely a winnable home game for the Rams. You know, uh, a lot of first year staffs for CSU in this first six games, you got New Mexico, Fresno state and UNLV all with new coaching staffs. And, And that's before, you know, you face San Diego state on December 5th, who, you know, they have a new coach too, technically. It's it's Brady Hoke who'd, you know, been around, but a lot of, lot of new stabs in the Mountain West, a lot of new coaches. Things are, are shaking up a little bit. 
on November 28th, the Rams will play at Air Force. Tough game. That could be cold, man. The end of November in the Springs. Ooh, you better hope it's not windy that day. I actually really love going to games at Falcon Stadium. One of my favorite places to watch a college football game. It's it's not that great of a stadium itself. You know, it's kind of, you know, old and just a lot of concrete, but the aesthetic of it is so cool with the jets flying over. You've got the cadets doing push-ups. It's it's just a really awesome game day atmosphere. I I you know, I just, I just love experiencing the academy in general. I'm a I'm an Air Force fan, you know, in some regards when when they're not playing CSU, I'm I'm definitely pulling for Air Force 11 games a season. So looking forward to that one. It should be a good matchup. Could be cold. That's that's really, you know, all I'm worried about. Could be a little bit cold. Could get some snow too late November. We shall see though. December 5th, you get to go to San Diego. That's nice. A December trip to San Diego, nice and warm. It's actually, I guess, going to be in LA because that's where they're where the uh Aztecs are playing their games this year. Weird, weird situation in San Diego with them uh, still trying to build their new stadium. Finally, CSU will close the season at home against Utah State. Same, you know, same way they closed the season back in 2018. We'll never forget that absurd Preston Williams play. Oh, man. That one kills me. It really does because, look, it was the right call. He stepped out of bounds. You got to call it. I do think you can argue that he was potentially, you know, directed out by the cornerback, and at which case that would negate the illegal touching. That's a whole ordeal. But that one just killed me because it was the first successful Hail Mary I'd ever seen in person. Everyone in the press box stands up, yells, holy shit. One of those truly jaw-dropping moments. And then, you know, like two minutes later, you get the penalty and it was just so deflating. It'd been such a hard year too. And so it was one of those where, ah, at least you get to end the season on a high note. And and in typical Ram life fashion, it got taken away from them. So a chance to uh, maybe redeem themselves after that frustrating loss from a couple of years ago. We'll see. We'll see. Overall, you know, I think this is a pretty favorable schedule for CSU. Never have longer than, you know, a two-game road streak, which I would hope so, you know, in only an eight-game format. You get Wyoming at home still, which is really, really important, like I talked about earlier. Would have been nice, you know, to get Boise at home or, you know, maybe Air Force, two of the games, you know, you really need to be competitive in against teams that have, you know, kind of dominated you over the last couple of years. But I, I don't have big expectations for Air Force this year. And just, when you know, when, when there, since there's not going to be fans, you know, it might not end up being that big of a deal anyways. You know, overall, I think CSU fans should be pretty excited about the schedule. It's 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 never going to not suck that they didn't get to have the showdown and that they lost those games against the Power 5 opponents. I was honestly even excited for the Northern Colorado game and, you know, getting to cover Eddie McCaffrey's team. But ultimately, at this point, I'm just, I'm just stoked that there's going to be any football it's been such a long process to get to this point. I think we all need it. Just something to be excited about. You know, it's it's only going to get worse with the election and everything else. People are just going to be so frustrated and at each other's throats constantly. I just think it's good to have something to be happy about, you know, that puts a smile on your face. Hopefully it's CSU football. You know, the last couple of years, they haven't really been putting a lot of smiles on people's faces, but I do have, you know, high expectations for this team. They have 
I think the offensive line is going to be a lot better. I think it's going to be revamped. I think they're going to run the football better. I got a lot of faith in these wide receivers and tight ends, even without Warren Jackson. You've got a lot of defense. You've got a lot of experience on defense. Pretty good team speed in the secondary. A lot of you know beef and experience down low in the defensive line. I I don't think it would be crazy to expect you know five six wins. So let's see what happens. <laughs> I almost said six or seven wins, but I want to give myself a little bit of a little bit of room there, just because you know we got to see how this all plays out. I will say I've heard good things about what's happening in practice, and uh, you know just a little little tidbit for y'all. Expect to see a little bit of Todd Santeo this year. I do think that you know Patrick O'Brien's going to be the guy, but um, I'm hearing some really really good things about what Santeo's doing in practice. One, you know, one play the other day was described as Lamar Jackson-esque. So take that to what you will. Really, really excited for football to be back. Really pumped to be able to have content for everybody. Thank you again to everybody that continues to support us. Hope everybody, you know, stays strong throughout all this time. Like I said, really turbulent times, really frustrating times for a lot of people. We've all got to have each other's back. You always got to be there for the Ramley, for the DNVR Rams fam. We will be back with more content this weekend. Enjoy all the football. Peace. Peaches out of Palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade. This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony. The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums. My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs. Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves. We are just some drops of water, together make up seven seas. And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe. I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I was.